Hello and welcome to episode two of the New Writers Podcast. I am once again your host, Chris Langan. I'm pretty excited today because we have a guest. Welcome over here, sitting right next to me. Just kidding. We're like a thousand miles apart. <laughs> um, we have Kane. I'm going to throw it. Kane, I'm going to throw it over to you. Kane, I'm sorry, say, say your last name. I don't want to mispronounce it again. Castillas. Kane and I actually have a have a cool kind of a, a origin story, and we uh, we actually we actually met and started talking in an online creative writing game. So, Kane, take it away. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm super happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, it's nope. great. Um, I'm just I'm loving every second of this of this online game. Uh, creative writing is is one of my passions, and I, I just, I'm hoping to take it as far as I possibly can. And I guess I'm, I'm just trying to find a little bit of extra validation at this point in my, I'm going to call it a career because in some areas I'm already writing semi-professionally. Um, but I, I'm just looking for validation that my, that my creative writing is, is good and that my process works because I'd like to think that I'm a good writer and I'm, I'm, I'm a strong writer but I am looking for um, extra, extra feedback and outside perspectives to give me more insight on what I'm missing or what I'm doing right. I, I hear you. I know how that goes. <laughs> so it, I think that's kind of like a requirement for a, a writer to to look. You know, we got to look for look for validation. Um, <laughs> it's funny, like you say that. You know, um, as far as you know, getting outside voices and and stuff like that, or outside eyes to look at your work. Um, I kind of have this thing. Well, I'll get into it when we get to our topic because it kind of goes along with that. <laughs> but all right, um, just remember um, the Hulk and Captain America. That's going to come up later. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> It'll make sense later. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of either one of those heroes. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Well, you know what? I think the Hulk is an interesting character. I never really cared too much for Captain America. Yeah, I'm for my heroes. I'm always, I'm always, uh, I like going, I like the Boy Scouts, you know, Captain America, Cyclops. Well, Cyclops is kind of, he took a turn, but you know, all those yeah. heroes, like <laughs> Leonardo, the for the Ninja Turtles, you know, the, the leaders, yes. the Boy Scouts. I kind of, there's a pattern there. Anyway, my, my all time favorite Spider Man. So, oh, um, yeah, everybody loves Spider Young, comedic, relatable ones. They're, they're some of my favorites. Yeah, good stuff. All right. So, for today's episode, um, we thought we would get into the bane of a lot of writers, and that would be writer's block. Okay. Now, this is a very conversational co podcast. We're not going to, you know, if we get off tangent, you know, like we just did with, a, you know, Marvel superheroes, um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Kane, uh, real quick, before we get into that, Kane, you said you were kind of semi public or semi-professional writing you have a semi-professional writing career can you yes talk about that um, a little bit well i'm a journalism major at my school i go to uh Zusa pacific university in california and um our journalism program allows us to write newspaper and magazine articles that are published uh for the school to see and for the uh the community to see the rest of the rest of the city as well and we're one of the three most viewed uh, news sites in the in the city, which is a pretty big deal for us, considering it's 
it's a fairly young program. Like they recently got a new, a new space, like in the last five years. And so they're really trying to, to build from the ground up right now. And I, I have like, you could go to the website and you could search up my name and there's going to be a bunch of articles there that I wrote on completely different things. Like I'll write about the election or I'll write about um, what movies there are coming out. And I, I get to pick and choose and, you know, the editors get to uh, go over my stuff and I'm a, I'm an incoming sophomore now. I just finished my freshman year. So hopefully by my junior year, um, I can work as staff. And when I work as staff, I get, uh, I get paid minimum wage, but they, they start to pay you for being an editor or a producer for their TV program or for the head, being the head of the radio. It's uh, it. So I count it as like, Oh, it's raining outside. No. Can you hear that? Are you picking that up? I'm getting a little bit, but it's fine. It adds to the okay. ambiance. <laughs> okay. Well, as I was saying, it just kind of, um, I, I count it as like a semi-professional type thing because it's not like a big, big household name and I'm not getting paid to do it, but it is something that's out there for the public to see. Uh, as far as creative writing goes, I was uh, in my high school's writing club uh, I was their president for three years and they had, um, we, we all basically, our, our niche was, was short stories. And so I said like, let's publish an anthology because we're all dedicated and we all like it and we all want to be published someday. Like why not do it right now? We have everything we need for it. And so I had, I, I got to run this, uh, this student led operation basically for three years where we'd all, uh, submit our short stories, give each other feedback. We tweak things. We edit each other's stories. We design the covers. Um, and so those books are actually out on Amazon as well. It's, um, it, it's, uh, do I think that they're great? No, I'm, I'm not going to lie. They were, they're, they're very much amateur work for a lot of us, but I think for the writers that were in multiple, uh, issues and multiple volumes of those anthologies, you definitely see their skills progress uh, and you, and their work definitely gets better over time, which is something I really, I really like to see as well. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so, so when, when did you, when did you, when would you say you first got the writing bug or has it always kind of been there? <laughs> um, I'm going to say I was eight years old. I always liked to read. And, um, it kind of helped because in elementary school, I'd have a friend and he'd compete with me on, on who could read more books. We had like awards or like pizza parties for the class that read the most books. And so, um, I would, I would end up competing with my friends on, on who could read more. And then I stumbled across, um, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Nice. And I read all of those. I did not. Like, did a lot of things go over my head at eight years old in that book? Yes, because I reread them before the TV show came out on Netflix. And I was like, oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, I didn't catch that. But like, I mean, I was I was young. But even then, I just remember reading those books and being like, man, I really want to write. Like, I could do something like this if, if I if I practiced and if I if I was dedicated enough for it, I, I think I could do it. And it's something that really interests me. And so I started to uh, to expand into more uh more books i still read like you know occasional captain underpants and magic treehouse and all the stuff that's more geared towards my age right but then at eight, I, I picked up tom sawyer and the three musketeers and jekyll and hyde 
And I just kind of started going into it more. And, and the more I got into the, the more mature books, the more I started to realize like these are really complex stories and it's something that fascinates me. And since then, I've just been I've been writing more and more and trying to read as much as possible. Yeah, they I for every, all the writing advice I've ever heard, um, the 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 first the the primary advice that write that professional published writers give out um, has always been write you got to write, but right underneath that, right in second place is read that you got to read read read. Yeah. So like I try to I'm with you on that. I try and uh, and pick up a devour a book every now and then too. Um, I think the latest one I picked up was Moby Dick. I, I realized I'd oh. never. Yeah, realize I'd never read it, and I don't I mean, think no, I haven't read it either. Yeah, but, right. It's it's one of those things where like you know the story, you know what happens. Yep. <laughs> it's like I've got the cliff note version in my head, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's been pretty interesting. I'm kind of I'm kind of savoring it. I'm not. I haven't I haven't been I haven't just plowed through the book. I just I'll pick it up. I'll read a chapter, you know, and then I'll put it back down and go to some other, something else. But um, I've been reading a lot of uh, I've been reading a lot of philosophy books recently, um, mainly because school has been having me read that as well. I just had a, a long semester where I had to go through philosophers, but now I'm like I'm pretty interested in it, and I can't I honestly can't remember who said it, but someone once said a good writer must be a good philosopher, and Ooh. I completely agree because if you're not yeah. writing with with intent to do something or, or with purpose there's only it can only go so deep your story you know it's not going to have as much of an impact right and so i'm trying to read a lot of those but at the same time i'm trying to balance out a good amount of fiction so i'm slowly slowly working through dune right now oh dune is so good i i'm mainly i'm mainly reading it not gonna lie i'm mainly reading it so i know what's happening during the movie Um, right but at the same time, I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'm super excited to read that. Oh, it, it, you are in for a treat. <laughs> All right, but now, now that we now that we sufficiently nerded out about uh, yes <laughs> what we've been reading. Um. All right, let's talk about some writer's block, shall we? Now, do you, have have you run into writer's block a lot? What, what's your experience with that? Absolutely. I, I've been, I've, I think I've scrapped maybe a total of like eight story ideas and like a lot of it is, um, is my own fault. I'm very, I'm very hard on myself and I have high standards for my writing because I've seen what's out there and, and of course not everything, but I've seen a lot of the big names, the Stephen Kings, the JK Rowling's, the, uh, the Mark Twain's and all those. And so I, I just know that that's the level I want to hit. And if something isn't where it's at, I get frustrated. And then all of a sudden I, I can't write. Um, I, I can't, I can't work on a story if I don't think the story is good enough. Um, and I try and work around that. And so the first thought I, I had, I had this, this epiphany, like, I don't know, a few years ago, I was like, it's not that the stories are bad. It's just that it's missing something. And I try and I try and figure out what that missing piece is. And I try and work that into the story because hopefully that, that strengthens it. And sometimes it does. And I get in a groove again and I start to really pick it up. And then sometimes it doesn't. 
And I'm like, okay, this story is just not as great as it was in my head. And that's the problem, making sure that it's as good as it was um, in your head as it is on paper, because that's not always the same. Right, right. So it, so I, I think we, um, as far as writer's block, I know with me, I I don't feel like I've really run up against it. Like I, I don't. You know, I've heard stories about other writers like, oh, writer's block is horrible. It's awful. I can't write a thing. But I don't I don't feel like I have that. I mean, I believe I totally believe other people when they say, you know, they get just get stuck and they can't write a thing. But I I think just the way that I write kind of innately uh, <laughs> defeats writer's block if it if it sounds like that. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or anything, but it just. No, no, I get you. Yeah, I think it's just the way that because for my process, I kind of write in spurts and sprints and I'm very I, I don't I don't have I don't sit down and write for, you know, three hours at a day or whatever. I just sometimes it happens, but I don't plan it that way. You know, I'll sit down to my computer and be like, oh, hey, look, let's play some Starcraft or let's play some Command and Conquer. And um and then I'll I'll get in my head, you know, like I've played a couple of those rounds or, you know, whatever. I've read something and I'll get to I'll get a feeling like, okay, I need to write. I need to write some today. And I and I don't I don't set a word count. I just I just say, okay, let's write something. And sometimes not very often, but sometimes I'll just put down two hundred words and that'll be it for the day. You know. That's rare, thank God. But <laughs> but more often than not, I'll be, I'll be, I'll put down like seven hundred, a thousand words in a sitting, um, and it'll be, and, and I'll, and I'll be like, okay, that's a good, that's, that's a good chunk I did today, you know. Uh, one time I, the other day, oh geez, I actually tweeted about this. Um, I start the whole day. I, I was kind of in a funk, and and i don't think it had, didn't have anything to do with writing i think it just probably had to deal with the the state of the world you know but yeah. <laughs> with you know a lot going on and i felt you know i was just kind of in a funk i didn't feel like doing anything i didn't you know and so i sat down and i forced myself to write 200 words and then i was i was done you know something else you know got my attention i was like okay i'm trying to i think i was actually trying to get out of the funk and Later on that day, actually that night, and it was kind of late. I had like kind of a late night. I got to thinking, and I was like, you know, I should probably write a little more. So I sat down and I, I always joke around like I blacked out what happened. I ended up with like 1,200 <laughs> more words. So I've done that a few times too. Yeah. And it's just, I found the groove, but just later on in the day. Um, so I mean, it's just. Plus, you know, everybody's got their their home lives, their families. I mean, I have I have a wife and daughter, and so and my daughter's eight, <laughs> and so sometimes I call her the baby octopus. She'll just come at me with her arms and legs, and I got to fight her off, and <laughs> and it, you know, it's just you know stuff like that. And I, it, it's it's stuff that that needs attention, and but they there's also the understanding that if I if I'm in a groove. I'll, I can I can tell you know I can tell my daughter hold on give me ten minutes or give me fifteen minutes let me finish this thought or whatever and and then I can make some notes 
in my file and 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 come back to it later so I don't completely lose you know my train of thought but I think I think with that that helps that helps me to avoid writer's block because I I because I write in spurts, so I go and do something else, and I and I actually take my mind away from it, and then bring it back, and so that kind of tricks me into into you know being able to like tricks my mind into thinking that it's taking a break, which it actually which it actually is, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I feel you. I kind of, I mean, I started off, and I would try and do what what you had mentioned earlier, where you, people just sit down and write for like hours. Yeah. or whatever try to hit a certain word count or anything like that i used to i used to do that a lot um now it's kind of evolved and i, I i'm not gonna be like i have i have no problem with writer's block because i still do but i i spend a lot more time brainstorming now than i did in the past um to the point where i've got basically the entire plot in my head and then i'll just sit down at my computer and I'll be like, okay, write this section of the plot. I don't care how long it is, how short it is. Like sometimes I'll do a few pages and sometimes I'll do a a few paragraphs only, but it's like, okay, I've covered this section of the plot and I can, I can call it a day there because I've made progress in the story. Not, not necessarily in like a page limit or anything or a page count or uh, whatever else, but I can say that I've I've definitely moved one step closer to the end of the story, and at times there will, there will be moments where I'm like, okay, this doesn't work in it at all. Like this is this opens up a plot hole. This just seems ridiculous, and so I then the writer's block comes back, and then I kind of sit there for like three days, and I'll, I'll try and brainstorm again, and I'll be like, okay, maybe if I changed this part of the story, this could work. But then I'd have to change the entire second half, and I don't want to. Um, <laughs> that's not that's not out of laziness as much as it is right. like I think that the story that I have is somewhat decent. It just has a flaw in it right now. That's funny. It's funny that you say that. I mean, it's not funny. That's not funny, haha. But it's funny because <laughs> I can relate. Um, I uh, yeah. <laughs> I the my current work in progress or WIP as as the cool cats call it um my my current work in progress i i was writing it um i still don't know how long it's going to end up being i'm over i'm i'm over 20,000 words so it's 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 nice. along pretty good but i got to a point where where i realized that a key part of the story that i had written in the first you know 20,000 words was I, I could make it so much better. And, but the, and I, I think I mentioned this in like one of the chats or whatever that we're in. And I thought, Oh, I am going to have to do some serious rewrites to fix it because throughout this whole, the whole first part of the story, you know, there's this kind of situation that everybody is aware of. People comment on it. Um, but now it, it's essentially that, a character is present in the first part of the story. Not, not a main character, kind of like a side character, but mm-hmm. I figured out that if that character is gone, then that could be, that is way more interesting. Not like dead or anything, but just like it's a sci-fi story. So they're off world. <laughs> okay. And, and the main character 
is should try and get do everything in his power to get to that other character to to make sure they're okay. And I'm like, that is far more interesting than what I had. That they're just like right there and nothing, you know. So I gotta I gotta go back and get that and rewrite. Also, I think th- another reason why I'm I'm I don't have a lot of writer's block is, and here we, we're coming back. We're coming back to um, uh, Captain Hulk. Uh, <laughs> is that I'm not I'm not afraid to. Like I, I know that I can edit garbage out later, and so yes. people, you know, people say, "Oh, you're a great writer. You're a great writer." You know that outside validation we're talking about, but <laughs> like that scene from the first Avengers, I, I'm, I'm Mark Ruffalo. I'm turning around and I'm like, "That's my secret, Cap. I think all my writing is garbage." Oh my, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's my secret. I think all my writing is garbage. And I don't truly believe that. It's it's kind of like I, I know that it's it's unreasonable to think that everything I put down to paper is is trash. But if I tell myself that I probably not the healthiest thing, but if I tell myself that and if I keep saying it, then it kind of motivates me to make it better. It kind of lets yeah. I kind of like give myself permission to put it on paper, to make it garbage. And and knowing that, okay, you're going to fix this. You're going to go back. You're going to edit it. And you're going to make it better. And I totally relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's my secret, Cap. All my writing is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> my my current uh, work in progress is um, it's uniquely formatted. I think it's it's um it's an anthology kind of. All of the stories connect to each other. Um, and and it it makes that known because it pushes forward a series later, and um, it, it just I I tried to play with a bunch of different genres and everything, and I think plot wise I made it work, but when I when I finished I finished the first draft in December, and I'm currently working on the second draft of it, and it's just um, I don't know <laughs> when I when I read through uh, three of them which just so happened to be the three most important ones in the book. Like plot wise, it's the driving force of the whole series. <laughs> yeah. When, when I looked at that, I was, I was just like, wow, this is not great. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I need to fix this because I don't even like it. And I'm <laughs> and I had, I had my, um, I had my girlfriend read it. Because she's been she's been very supportive with it and she's been very encouraging of, of my writing and everything. Um, and so when she did, she was like, "Well, it's, it's good." And I was like, "Okay, it needs work." Like as soon as she <laughs> said, that, I was like, "Okay, gotta, yeah. I gotta fix." That. Oh man, lots of cars there. So when I got to when I when I hit that point where I was like, "Okay, these." These pieces definitely need a lot of work right now. I sat there and I was just completely discouraged by it because I was like, this is supposed to be some of the best stuff in there. And it's not, it's some of the worst, like this needs to, this needs to be fixed. And I, I just, I, I guess I would say it was a writer's block considering it was like three weeks of me not doing any writing. Yeah. (laughs) I I guess by definition there, that's, that's writer's block, but I've, I've, yeah, it's not. Well, 
different, many different ways, I guess. Well, and and if I can be uh, uh, a counterpoint to that, it's it's okay to take a little break here and there. You know, said the king of breaks. Um, <laughs> it's a, it, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that it it kind of writing creative writing kind of goes along with that with that phenomenon where if you're if you're trying to remember something if you're trying to remember a detail and you just can't remember it you know then if you go and do something else like you know do another task or if you think about something else or just do something else then while you are not thinking about it the answer will come to you you know what I mean? Yes. I've, yes. I, it's scary how many times I've had that happen. That, that aha moment just comes out of nowhere sometimes. Exactly. That's the, uh, you know, your little, your little, your subconscious brain doing its doing its job. Well, even though you know you're you're not you're not looking at it, but yeah, and it's just I, it's funny. I'm still kind of waiting for that. I'm sitting on, I'm I have a first completed first draft of a hundred and twenty thousand novel, sci-fi adventure. And it has it has the Raiders of the Lost Ark problem. Everything in the story will happen and will go through regardless of whether or not the main character is there or not. I could pluck the main. Oh. I know. I know. I was just like, OK, that's going to be an epic rewrite. Um, but like I could pluck him out and, and it would it would change the story somewhat, but it wouldn't. You know, nothing drastic. Everything would still happen, go down the way the it should. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, but I've never really, I've never really thought of Raiders of the Lost Ark like that. But now that I'm going through it in my head again, I'm just like, yeah, you know, you take Indy out, huh? Like, <laughs> then, yeah. Uh, Belloc still gets the uh, the they Ark. All, they all die. They, they all die from the Ark at the end. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that the only change is is that the ark is in the desert with no one around. Yep. <laughs> Gets covered yep. up with sand, probably. Yeah, but <laughs> I just I just blew your mind a little bit, didn't I? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So yeah, but I think I I think one of the keys key points of of being a writer is to know yourself like know that you know you, you need to know when you need a break you need to know when you when you need to kick yourself in the pants and sit down and do the work and stuff like that for sure yeah so all right um well we're kind of coming up on the uh on the end here um would you let's let's uh let's do a couple little fun questions a couple little okay couple little little random random questions I, I i'm gonna put you on the spot i'm gonna put you on the spot how about that all right okay okay um so let's go with question number one not necessarily not necessarily your favorite but one of your favorite stories i'll go stories because it could be a novel could be a short story could be i'll even go movie i'll go any media but one of your Ooh. favorite stories Oh my goodness, that's so broad. It's so tough to pick. Um, First thing comes to your mind. Okay, for standalone, Ready Player One, love it. Oh, so good. Book or the movie? Um, the book, but okay, good, I, good answer. <laughs> the, the movie was so different from the book 
to the point where I couldn't even get mad at it because it like kept the essence of it, you know, like the spirit of the book was still there. So I was like, okay, it gets a pass. Could it have been better? Yes. But was it still pretty good? I thought, yeah, it was, it was all right. Um, yeah, I, re I remember, I remember re cause I read the book before the movie came out. And once they announced the, that the movie was coming, my first thought was, how are they going to get all those licenses for all those different franchises? Right? I mean, I, the only thing I'm bummed about was at the party when the DJ um, wasn't R2-D2. But I was like, it's a Warner <laughs> Bros. And R2-D2 is Disney. So, like, there's nothing they can really do about that. Yeah. Um, and then as far as series goes, uh, rewatching it, I'm really enjoying The Last Airbender. Oh, um, that's on my list. A series of unfortunate events and the first Percy Jackson in the Olympian series are some of my all-time favorites. Very nice. Now, I have to admit, I've never gotten, I, I've never dabbled in, in Percy Jackson. That's totally fine. It's not one of the ultimate, like, well, okay, in my in my eyes, it's, I prefer it over Harry Potter. It's it's definitely it's definitely geared towards that same demographic, that same age range, and everything. And so that was like the big debate between my friends and I way back in middle school and everything. It was like Percy Jackson or Harry Potter. Which do you prefer? And I was Percy Jackson all the way. I just I, the characters I just found to be more more likable. And now they're making it a Disney Plus TV show. So oh nice. I'm and other series I really liked. I mean, I love Lord of the Rings. It's a great, oh, for sure. great series, um, book and movie alike. Although there are some parts of the books I'm kind of like glad they left out of the movies. You're talking about um, Tom Bombadil, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? Just, just a just but, random guess. Oh yeah, no, totally. Um, and then Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I mean, it didn't. It didn't start off the greatest. Like a lot of it just seemed kind of filler. But like by the time they kicked into their third season, which is, I mean, three out of seven, it's still, you got a big chunk of, of the show left. It just, it gets really, really into the lore and the story and the characters. And I mean, we thought the show ended basically three separate times because of the whole Disney buying Lucasfilm thing. And so every single time the series ended, we cried and not out of, like sadness that it ended but because like the what they did to end it just broke us every single time i hear you now let me ask you are you caught up like did you watch the final season of clone wars yes i did oh it was so good oh my gosh i you know i'm not gonna lie i was a little underwhelmed by the first eight episodes um really i yeah you know the first four episodes i thought were fun but i felt like you almost could have replaced the Bad Batch with the Ninja Turtles, and it was the same. Um, and and that's not a knock against the Ninja Turtles because I love the Ninja Turtles, but they were very shallow characters, in my opinion. And I just like I would have liked to have seen more more depth from everyone in that arc. And then I didn't I didn't like the Martez sister one. It just was kind of eh. kind of fell flat a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, I was kind of, I was, I was a little bit of an Ahsoka fan before this. Like when I was actually, I really liked how they, how they, uh, I really liked Ahsoka in Rebels. And then, okay. 
And then to see this, uh, her, the see like follow her mostly in this season, um, and that ending, it was just oh so good. Um, but the Clone Wars made Maul my favorite Disney villain, and I'm I'm not sorry, not Disney Star Wars villain, uh, and and I'm not really sorry about it at all. Like I love Darth Vader, and my dad is on the on the firm like Darth Vader side because he's is he more complex? Yeah. Is is he cooler? Eh. I I think that's slightly debatable, but I just I gravitated toward Maul so much more um, because of the Clone Wars and because of Rebels, and these last four episodes of the Clone Wars just infinitely made him like I just I was rooting for Maul at certain points, and I've never rooted for vader whatsoever i always thought vader was cool but i prefer vader as anakin than vader as vader so i don't know nice that's yeah star wars is just so rich man it's so so there's a lot there's a lot all right well let's go ahead and and wrap the show up you um is there anything you want to plug your your twitter handle your uh, follow me on Instagram, Kane underscore D underscore C, and be sure to check out the Jedi Holocron podcast. It's my Star Wars podcast I'm doing with my buddy David. He's setting it up super well. I'm working on it as best as I can as well, and we're hoping to get a new episode out in the next couple of weeks, and that'll be like our, our revamp because uh, the original episodes was just David, and so I'm coming on as the co-host, and we're going to kind of do like a soft reboot, and I hope you guys, if you're into Star Wars, We'll check it out. Awesome, very cool. I mean, I'm into Star Wars. I don't. I'm. <laughs> I think a lot of people are into Star Wars. Maybe you know, it might be it might be kind of popular. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this whole Star War thing might take off. Um, all right, yeah. And uh, as always, my name's Chris Langan. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at Chris underscore Langan. Um. You can also uh, message the the show has its own uh, Twitter handle. It's at the new writers P one <laughs> because apparently the new writers podcast is too much of a Twitter handle, huh? Or it Weird. just kind of yeah. I don't know. I I gotta I gotta look into that. But for now, it's the new writers P one. So. Uh, one is the the actual numeral, not the not not O N E. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, and we are on iTunes. So pretty fancy. You, like I said, this has been episode two of the New Writers Podcast. Thank you all for listening, and hope to see you next time. As my uh, as my usual sign off goes, may your words flow true.